Hi, everybody. I'm Chloe. And I'm Emma. And I'm Aubrey. And this is Thinking Sideways. In this episode, we're going to be talking about accessibility. So we're here with Chloe today. She's just being our guest. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She's just for fun. She is passionate about this. And this episode was prompted because I just had to write a paper for my PTA classes about um, basically what it would be like to live in a wheelchair. And we had to rent out wheelchairs from my physical therapy lab um, and just live in them for 24 hours. And we we learned a lot, right, Aubrey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you also had crutches. I did. I had crutches as well because I was I was practicing some transfers and some other things as well but yeah it was um interesting because our campus is predominantly um a giant hill yeah so we are in the mountains yeah and um there's not a lot of accommodations going on there (laughs) so how do you want to like dig into that where should we start let's see i think in my paper well let me tell you a little bit about what i wrote in my paper um so to exit the building of my physical therapy lab, which you think would be pretty accessible. Right. So it's not. Um. So <laughs> to exit the lab, I had to go out the back of the building, mm-hmm. which a professor had to go open for me because there's an alarm that will go off. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so the professor had to open the door for me and let me out. Um and then I had to wheel down this really steep ramp that also took a very sharp turn at the end. So I wheel down and I run into the railing. And I kind of like scoot back a little bit and I turn and I zoom down again and then I have to turn and then I have to just kind of like do a whole lap around campus because there was no direct way for me to get from the building to my dorm, like you'd think there would just be like a path across the grass. Right. There's not. I had to go around like the whole street, the whole campus Yeah. to get to the street that I was looking for. Yeah. And do they have parking that's even near there? So you could at least get in your car and then go. So yes, but it's restricted. So you either have to have a handicapped parking sign or yes. Also, there's no sidewalk. <laughs> so, okay. so I literally just Off-roading. was like wheeling myself down <laughs> this like gravel road. It's not, it's not totally gravel. You know, the road up behind, like where you go to the yeah. parking on the hill and it's not gravel, but there's a lot of holes in the road. It's yeah. not well-maintained. They're painted orange around the holes. Cause yeah. They need to fix them. So I'm like wheeling myself down this hill and <laughs> You can't drive in a straight line either because of the hill. So it's like I'm like driving and it's like scooting to the left and then I have to scoot back to the right. Anyways, then I have to cut through a parking lot to get to the street where there is a sidewalk. And then I have to do a wheelie to get on the sidewalk, which takes a lot of practice. Um, Because there's no like gradual. mm -mm. Oh. Oh. No. So just like for people in electric scooters, I guess you're just kind of like, you're just kind of fucked. Yeah. Okay. So nice. <laughs> so I finally make it to the dorm and then there's the ramp that goes to the door, mm-hmm. like the main door. Right. Um, 
That's also really steep. Yeah, and very sharp turns. And very sharp turns. And I ran into that railing multiple times. I had some bruises on my shins by the end of this project. Um, And then I get into the lobby. But to get into the lobby, I have to open the really heavy doors. And the automatic button doesn't work. And it hasn't for since I've been here. Yeah. So the button that automatically opens the doors, it just doesn't work. And so I kind of just was like, well... So I just had to like open the door myself and, and wheel yourself. And then I had, cause I had to just stand up and open the door and then like throw the wheelchair <laughs> in. Stand up. <laughs> yeah. No, I had to stand up and I had to open the door and throw the wheelchair in. And then I had to go in and then I had to open the other door and throw the wheelchair through. And then I had to get in the wheelchair. And then the RA who was sitting at the desk is looking at me like a crazy person because I just threw the wheelchair through the doors and then walked around and sat down in the wheelchair and then proceeded to wheel myself over to the elevator. I am so surprised that they haven't been forced like to fix these things yet because that's not that difficult to fix a door. No. Like I don't understand it. You know, I couldn't probably I could probably YouTube it, you know? But that's an easy fix. It it's is. like the fact you had to stand up. So the demographic of people in wheelchairs um, generally are people that can't do that. So yeah. it kind of defeats the yep. point of it. Um, yep. Kind of ridiculous, honestly. And the ramp to get down to those main doors, you it like goes down and then it's like back to the regular sidewalk mm-hmm. where it connects. It's like a really steep downhill and then the sidewalk stops and it's like this ditch full of rocks Yep. and you could oh, so yeah. easily just go down. So when my dad was visiting and he had his knee scooter, I literally stood there so that just in case he would roll down too far and couldn't oh stop gosh. himself. I thought you were talking about the one that's to the RA desk, but Oh, I forgot that ramp sucks too. Mm-hmm. And that Both ramp sucks them. also because one, yes, it's steep rocks. It's curvy. Also it's long as fuck for no reason. Like it doesn't need to be that curvy like it's so it's so unnecessary um this is the part that really infuriates me there are stairs to get onto the ramp yeah so i learned this because um my thesis mentor he hurt his knee over winter break and so he has to use a cane and um he was going to use the ramp and he's like there are stairs to get in to like onto the ramp Mm mm-hmm like, do people not think when they build things, like, that people actually will be living and using things? Like, I just don't understand Yeah, how they were like, oh, it's a little bit low. Let's put some steps here. Did you forget the point of so, the ramp? I can actually probably tell you the reason they did it exactly. <clears throat> so, I can't remember the exact numbers right now. I would have to look back at my my notes and all of my shit. But, um, so there's a ratio legally that you have to have for a ramp to exist. And it's for every so many inches of rise, you have to have so many inches of run. Mm -hmm. So if they were going to have that ramp go to the ground, they would have had to make it so much longer. Mm -hmm. So instead they just said, or we can end it here with some stairs. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like. The other ramps are still also not up to code, though, right? Because they're yeah. also still steep. Yeah. So many of the ramps here on campus were built before that law went into effect. And so then they were grandfathered in. Wow. 
And really what that means is they aren't accessible and I our school is I'll, too cheap to fix just, them. Just, we're good. Yeah. They yeah. can't. They, the what are they going to do? Sue us? <laughs> yes. I no. I about stalkers, but. Yeah. Um, no, I was, was going to say like. Fix the damn ramps. Yes. And I think that some of it you can, but also like, I don't really know how you deal with the fact that you still decide to build on the hill. Like yeah. You can't move the hill. You can't put the building down. But you can feet. extend the ramp. Yeah, and you can make it more gradual, believe it or not. Like, those are projects that should be happening, especially in the summer, mm-hmm. but they don't. They don't. And they built that huge new alumni Multi- center. It's, I think it's approximated, I learned today, um, that it was about like $10 million to build a really fancy alumni center for people that already graduated. So, so there's current students here and people that might need a ramp mm-hmm. to any of the pre-existing buildings. And people are in debt. So. And programs need to be funded. Yep. And research is important. But no, let's donate our money to people that don't go here anymore. And I learned today that I'm pretty sure the majority of the money that was donated, if not all, came from someone who is what is it? An alumna? Alumna when it's singular, I think. Um, alumni is plural, I'm pretty sure. Um, alumni sounds better. Which is just bonkers to me because even if I did get my master's or PhD here, which I'm not planning on, why are you that attached to the school? It's not Ivy League. <laughs> it's like not. you're in Idaho. You know, like calm down a little bit. Uh, like why are you? I would feel like almost next to no desire to come back here after I graduate, except for like. In a few decades, if I'm even alive, I'll be like, yeah, wow, I did go to school here. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Because what's more important is, like, I don't know, what you did instead of, like, where you went. Mm-hmm. So that's just really odd to me. Um, they're also, like, dumping millions of dollars into extending the pharmacy one. What is it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. and I don't really think that was extremely necessary. They have pigeons, though, which is nice. <laughs> We have pigeons now. I swear we didn't used to have pigeons in Idaho, or like at least I never saw them, but now I see them and I love them. I've always seen pigeons, but I don't know for sure. I I am a pigeon ally, just thought I'd share that. Um, But yeah, they can definitely change things that are relatively easy, like even pathways through grass and like. I know. I'm like, it's not that hard to like put a little. A little something there. Right, it's like in you're in loose gravel, basically, mm-hmm. and like mud, and also not, like to mention the ice that happens. Mm-hmm. And so either here it's, they do nothing, or they go bonkers and dump a whole bag of ice melt in one patch and think that it'll magically spread to the areas that need it. So it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and when you put a bunch of ice melt, it's almost like that turns into loose gravel. And then that's slippery. So I don't want to deal with that in a wheelchair um, ever. So, yeah. 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 Oh, also, like, there's a huge hill that this building is on. And we we went down the hill, which was kind of like a roller coaster and terrifying. But Oh, I had to use my legs to stop myself. Like, I had to. Yeah. Mind you. And you didn't. We didn't have the, like, foot pedals either. Mm-mm. So I'm like, I don't, I think I would have just been shitting bricks the whole time <laughs> no. if I genuinely, like, couldn't stop myself. 
Because I, there's rocks well, I think again that you're gonna go into. When I discussed it, when I discussed it with my professors and my classmates, this project, um, I think the conclusion we came to was that you could not survive on this campus unless you had like an electric wheelchair. Oh, absolutely! Because we went down and we got food. And then we were like, well, we definitely can't go up that hill. That's how terrible it was. Like, our arms are already tired. Yeah. And um, you're having to, like, fight way more barriers than should be necessary. Barriers that Mm -hmm. shouldn't even be there to begin with. Um, And so we went up, like, the least steep way. We went up another side of the building to avoid the big hill. And we had to take breaks going up the small hill because it was still so steep. Like I was using the crutches at this point. We flipped at a couple points, but Emma was in the wheelchair and like we had to t- stop because it was so steep that like we were scared. You were going to roll backwards into traffic. Yeah. Through. It's going into a street and um, a random stranger. Yeah. Some girl was like, does she need help? And I, we were like, no we got it like we definitely can walk but that wasn't like the point and you can't rely on strangers being willing to do that Mm -hmm. um i don't understand how they've really gone this far without making changes well and at the top of that hill when we were tired we pushed the button to open the automatic (laughs) doors and the time like the timer that those doors were set on was so short it slaps your ass in the way in there's two sets of doors and the button is on the outside and it opens both of them and then the timer is so short that we wheel through the first set of doors and it closes yeah so the conclusion we came to was if you're in a wheelchair and don't go fast enough there's not another button between those two sets of doors so you're trapped yeah until somebody else opens the doors for you. Or you decide, never mind, I can stand up all of a sudden. Yeah. And decide you don't need a wheelchair. Or, I don't know, I guess maybe some way you would, like, struggle through, like, you like lean out like, of your chair. and Yeah. We should have really tried that. Cool. That might have well, been especially interesting. Especially, like, if we had the footrest, you wouldn't be able to, like, push off of your legs. Yeah, you wouldn't be able because, to. Because, like, work. obviously some people in wheelchairs, people are in wheelchairs for different reasons. Some people can use some of their legs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's back surgery or you just had a C-section, whatever. But, yeah. Um, or chronic illness, whatever. And you can't rely on that. Like, you need to assume that people can't have that. You need to assume... Yeah. That it just needs to be accessible regardless of if you have students currently... Because you're, you're kind of preventing people from coming here. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm so like sad for people that have toured this. And it's like the program they want. And then they realize, like, I cannot live here. Like, yeah. practically, I cannot live here. Um, did we talk about the fire drill? Yeah. Okay, so a fire drill happened not that long ago. And I was with Chloe. And so we have to go. We go we're on, like, third floor or whatever. So... We have to go down a few flights of stairs, no biggie, whatever. And then we walk and we go to the little zone that's magically safe from an explosion somehow um, because of God. I don't know. And so we're there and I was like, you know what? If I was in a wheelchair, you have to go all the way down. You can't go down those stairs. Mm-mm. There's no elevator or ramp or anything anywhere near the the ones that are closest to you so you would have to go all the way down the hallway into an elevator go down the elevator to get to the lobby 
leave the lobby, you would have to either go out of the RA um, area with the doors that don't automatically open. Mm -hmm. If you're like, wow, that sucks. And also that's a really steep ramp. Okay. You're going to have to go across a bridge. You're going to have to go either down another elevator into the first floor so that you can wheel out through the other side of the building. Or you're going to have to wheel all the way around that area on second floor that then leads outside. Do you like you're you're burned alive at this point? Like, I don't understand how well, that's legal. So I think in most places they do have like a sled that they're required to have. And I think I told you about this. This earlier. is the first I've ever heard of it. Like, so today. yeah, I don't know that there is one for sure in our building. I know in some buildings there are because I've seen them around. It's this, there's a, a little box with a picture of a sled on it. And if you're in a wheelchair, you're supposed to have someone assist you to the box and they're supposed to open it. And somehow magically they pull this sled out of this little mm -hmm. box. They have to just like unfold it into a stretcher basically. Right. And then you sit on this sled and they kind of just like, push you or pull you down the stairs That's and insane. hopefully you go fast enough that you can then exit the building. Not to mention other people are running down the stairs at the same time. Yep. You're assuming people are well, easy and people know about it. People know where it is. People know how to use it. Mm -hmm. People know that you need help. There's no way for someone to independently do so those things. The other thing about this though, is that, and again, this is just to my knowledge. Um, there isn't one of those in the main sets of stairs in every wing. It would just be at the stairs by the bridge that That's leads so you to sad. the RA desk. And those doors, those doors don't open automatically. My God. Well, and this isn't a very busy campus. Like the odds of finding somebody in that situation mm -hmm. that is willing to stop. Or if like you got trapped between the automatic doors that we were talking about earlier, like People don't really, like, go there often when it's, like, after no. school hours. Yeah, or on the weekends, it's, like, a dead campus almost entirely. You rarely see people around here. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's also, like, ableist to think that they require assistance from someone in order to, like, save their own life when they're fully capable. It's just that you haven't provided the necessary tools that you should legally um, have to abide by. It's all my opinion, of course, but, um, like, you can't just assume that they need someone to help them with that. Mm -hmm. Like, there, there should be ways in which someone is able to feel independent and safe in a situation where there's no one around to help them. They yeah. They have some kind of evacuation that they can have. Like, that's the well, bare minimum. I'm, like, I think, I guess in my head, I could picture someone in a wheelchair using the sled on their own if they really had to. But can you imagine getting to the bottom of the stairs and just having to, like, jump? If I was in I a don't wheelchair, know. and, like, depending on the circumstance, but I would probably have to crawl out of it and yeah. try to use the railing to slide down the yeah. stairs. Like, if my legs were paralyzed, I would probably crawl. Yeah. And that's, like, so... Like, well, and some people, some people only that. have the use of, like, a few fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, what are they supposed to do? Then Burn, apparently. Yeah. After they get out, they aren't going to have their wheelchair. Yeah. They have to use the sled unless yeah. someone help them. And those wheelchairs, especially the electric ones, they cost so much money, and insurance will only pay for one. Like, 
every so often it's like it, it has to be so many years apart unless uh-huh. there's some kind of something that qualifies yeah. you for a new one and I'm not sure that that would qualify that's for every awful person. Of, uh, it getting burned <laughs> I I'm I'm not sure, joking but... my professors have had patients who have had to go back to an old chair or like a manual chair because insurance wouldn't cover a new electric chair for like another year or two that's bonkers and it's especially for people with like permanent disabilities where they're paralyzed those chairs have to be customized oh yeah or else you're you're very much at risk of having like skin irritations or deep pressure wounds you know all kinds of things right it's, it's not good it's very individual mm-hmm. and everyone's case is different it's just like like it's kind of it's just so infuriating to me wheelchairs should not just be standard like Mm-hmm. There's you're literally supposed to measure all kinds of different landmarks on the body for a wheelchair that's meant for someone. Yeah. And they shouldn't have to wait X amount of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In between. And I'm not joking, it's years. Like, what are you supposed to do? Just start walking? Yep, that's what the system chair. is saying. They're like, well, <laughs> cope. Yeah. No, or and I'm like sell your soul. In a fire, that that might qualify as the specific Probably. emergency they're but, like, looking for. Like, it shouldn't for, have but, to be that dramatic. But, yeah. Like, it's so easily, like, and fixable. even then, it would still be months before you got your new chair because it takes so it's long customized. to customize it. And I'm like, okay, so then what's the solution to this? Is it to add more elevators? Oh, oh but the elevators will burn. I never, um, I forgot to say this part. So when I worked in cleaning for the university, um, I was told by my literal, like, bosses that the elevators are not up to code mm-hmm. here and that they kept putting it off. Like I was told by people literally in charge that like they keep getting um, harassed by people that are like inspecting them, that they're not up to code. How terrifying is that to know that your only way around campus is already a hassle and to know that even if you made it to an elevator in a tragic like situation like that, you might not even be able to exit the elevator because it gets stuck or doesn't work. Yeah. That is so, like, that, like, breaks my heart that someone, there's a possibility that could happen to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I guess they should have, they should have more elevators. They also need to fix the ones that they have. Mm-hmm. They need to fix the ramps. They need to realize that you can't put stairs or, to go into a ramp. I'm like, they even could just, make the first floor accessible yeah. and then if there's anybody because we I don't have a huge population. we don't have a huge population of people with disabilities living on campus if but, they are i've seen predominantly blind people to be honest. yes but i'm like make the first floor accessible and make it so the automatic doors work and then you don't even have to fix the elevators you don't have yeah. to install more elevators and it's probably not that big of a change just make it so you don't have to do a 20 point turn to use the bathroom absolutely you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. That would make way more sense. And also, like, if people were put in that floor, then they would be way closer to outside and mm-hmm. be, like, way less stressful well, for them, too. And I'm not trying to say, like, oh, put them in a box because that's awful. But yeah, then they might have, like, community. Oh, yeah. By being surrounded by people who maybe could relate even just a little bit. Right. Know? And it wouldn't be only... Because no. we don't have... A, no, it, I'm not saying in a wheelchair. only... But you know what I'm saying is... 
yeah. if it was accessible, community would be better. Community would be available. And also, like, people that lived on that floor that also are not a part of that community could then witness Learn about the accessibility. It. Yeah. Because even though, like, we're all, like, ratting it out and everything here, like, we don't have as much power unfortunately like yes our our voices have some degree of power but we're not legislators like we don't make these things happen and of course there's like the lucky few that get their voice out there and it spreads or whatever and then action happens but the majority of the time that doesn't happen especially with like disabilities and minorities of people so it just it pisses me off I, I don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't ha- know anyone directly affected by this specifically, but I heavily empathize with the people that would have to deal with this. And it genuinely like breaks my heart knowing that people put up with this like every single day, not even just like on this campus, but like across the world and especially the U.S. So. There's just small things that the campus does to try and make it look accessible, mm-hmm. like outside of the library, how there's those concrete like bench tables. <laughs> oh, and my then, gosh. Um, there's that dark. one side of the table that's like um, not round and it's like flattened. And then there's not a bench. So the wheelchair could roll into that. And it's like a little signs um, like with the like wheelchair. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. On the place where their um, wheelchair would go, it's like bark. Yeah, like, it's it just not on the goes sidewalk. Off of the concrete. Yeah, area. your wheel would not be on concrete, mm-hmm. even if you were pushed in all the way. Well, and like I said, with those um, electric wheelchairs or even with manual wheelchairs, if you pop a tire, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, legitimately, yeah, screwed. Like you're done. You gotta. You gotta wait, wait for help for to come. To help you. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, that literally is the worst place they could have put it. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like I've seen like screws and stuff around that area. To be oh, honest. I'm sure. But even so, bark, there's a chance it could. Oh yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it's like for tours and stuff, you might be like, wow, how accessible. But when you take a step back and you realize like that it's actually not practical at all. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how someone could live. Genuinely, like, I don't understand how someone could live with these conditions. Yeah, no. Um, But you guys are right, though. They do try and make it look accessible, especially when they post online and they're like, look at all of the blind people who go to school here, which I'm like, like, yes, that is important to see. Oh, yeah, there's whole posts on the Instagram page that's like, look how many blind people go to school here. That's so weird to flex. Oh, I know. They're just people. But um, anyways, it just cracks me up because I'm like, most rooms it's not here don't accessible. have braille on the outside. No. Um, I've never noticed that. Like, our room numbers? Our room numbers what? do, I think. Okay. But, like, especially when you're going through some of the older buildings. Like, oh, yeah. I don't even know if there's a sign on the outside of this door. I'm not I don't sure know. I remember seeing one. I don't. I doubt it, because this is, like, one of the first buildings. Um. Yeah, that's true. Speaking yeah. of braille. Yeah, speaking of braille, Chloe. Chloe tell us your story. So, so we were at Wendy's having a grand old time, and I'm just enjoying the Wendy's scenery. Yes. And, um, <laughs> Taking it in. <laughs> so there's, like, a window, and then there's, like, a column, and then there's another window. Um, and on that column that's separating the two windows, there's a big sign that says free Wi-Fi. 
and under the sign it has braille. And so I, I took a moment and I was like, hold on. I don't, I don't know anybody who's blind, but I typically wouldn't assume that they would go around touching random walls <laughs> looking for free Wi-Fi. Um, not in a fast food restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Not even where they're sitting, by the way. There's not like a seat near there. It's like in between the bar, like a mm-hmm. bar right there and like a booth chair. or something. Yeah. yeah. And like you think people are going to just randomly start slapping the walls. Like you'd have to squeeze in to reach over there. Also so. critically thinking here. Can you imagine, like, in, on the off chance you slap your hand around some braille on a wall to see that it only says free Wi-Fi? Like, no shit. If they, if they it doesn't say to, the password or what the Wi-Fi well, there is, is no, called. I guess like, not. Yeah, I don't know. Because they would have to just, like, they would have already figured that out if they wanted Wi-Fi. They would have just gone in because the, the phone has come yeah. a long way and you can, like, do mm-hmm. all kinds of yeah. shit with that now where it'll, like, auto-do that stuff. But I'm like... What a pointless thing. And also, like, I don't read Braille, obviously, but I was, like, looking at it, and I was like, I think it might be spelled incorrectly, to be honest. Like, it looked like some of the letters were missing in Braille, Um, (laughs) which is a common problem I've heard of, like, because we don't know. So Mm -hmm. apparently a lot of companies get away with, like, misspelling shit on numbers and all kinds of things because... Weird. Most people don't know what it's supposed to be. What a weird like. thing to be cheap about, too. Like, right? That's just weird. Yeah. And I always walk by one of the accessibility rooms, and it's cool because I've, I've seen them printing off Braille before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, love that. Love to see that. But, <laughs> like, like, why is corporate America so stupid? <laughs> why are we putting stairs to go into ramps? Why are we putting random Braille on random-ass dirty walls in a fast food restaurant that says free Wi-Fi? Yeah. Like, when you pointed that out, I'm like, I never would have thought of that, to be honest. But it's like, yeah, what the heck? Also, I just thought about this. Um, a big part of fast food now is ordering online and Mm -hmm. Wendy's specifically has QR codes all over the restaurant. Um, But none of the tables have any braille to tell you that there's a QR code there. Mm -hmm. And once they access that QR code, their phone will help them like read off like everything. So they can do that, but they just don't even know that it's there if they don't have someone sitting with them. They wouldn't even know like where to scan. They would have no way of knowing. Also think about Taco Bell. Like when we walk in there late mm-hmm. at night yeah. and they just put a sign on the counter that says use the kiosk. And that I don't think has any Braille on it no. either. Well, it's not going to read out either, I don't think. And mm-hmm. the so. kiosk doesn't read out to you. So you just would have to stand there and wait until somebody and, noticed that you were there. Yeah, the kiosk in question is just an electric like flat screen. It's not yeah. tactile buttons or anything that you could memorize. Yeah. So you're just literally screwed. I don't know. And there could be a way that a blind person manages all this that I don't know about because I don't really know any blind people either. So, but like just thinking about it, I'm like, that's kind of crazy. No, of course there's, sorry. Of course there's like ways that they can figure it out. But the whole like issue is that we're taking away all their independence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I I was like. I'm sure obviously if someone's like, so I'm, I'm blind. I can't use a kill. I'm pretty sure a worker there would be like, oh, sure, I'll do your order. I know. Yeah. It's like, they shouldn't have to do that. Same thing with the sled. Like, you're taking away people's independence. independence. It's like, you kind of mentioned. Yeah, that's one of the things yeah. I kind of wanted to talk about was, like, they can do it themselves. Yeah. 
what is it called like infantilization yeah infantilization that's what um, people do and that is one of the notes that i made for this episode also is just don't treat people with disabilities like a baby because like especially throughout high school before i started in college with the pta program i still like worked with um a young woman who had a disability and people just treated her like a baby and they would they would offer to help her do things and like they would just assume that she needed things done for her and it was so crazy because i knew that she was capable of doing these things and she knew that she was capable of doing these things and we just would kind of like laugh about it together and just be like yeah and they're so silly that but it's not that like, funny it's the same thing and Honestly, like, this is kind of a segue, but um, with deaf culture, which a lot of the deaf community does not view being deaf as a disability, so therefore I don't call it a disability, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately it is listed as a disability. Yes. And um, it also, like, the accommodations that businesses are expected to have for deaf people are bonkers. So... I am in ASL and we have like little culture moments on Thursdays and he like shares something insane always that we never would have thought that they do. But one example is like with airports, like people just don't use their brains. So you're supposed to like put that online, but they can't actually ask if you're deaf online because like HIPAA because they're like, oh, that's discrimination or whatever because whatever. So they don't. And then when a person gets there, then he, it's kind of funny because my professor's like, I'll sit in the fire exit because he knows they're going to kick him out because you can't sit in the fire exit apparently if you're deaf, um, which is a little bit odd because I Just a little. Don't think you really need your ears if the plane's crashing. Yeah. Um, and I think you would be quite, you would, you would know if, if like the, the, door yeah it's not like like you're gonna be like wow the plane is shaking and we're crashing down and i don't i can't help anyone (sighs) yeah there are lights flashing yeah there's absolutely no signals whatsoever (laughs) um so they'll kick them out and he's he does this intentionally because sometimes then they'll upgrade him to like first class or whatever because it's like an empty seat and he waits because like they only ask once the plane is, like, filled. Mm-hmm. And so then he usually gets, like, a better seat, which is, like, a funny way because he's, like, the system already screws me over. So might as well play along sometimes. But then what gets me the most is that once they land, because now they know that they are deaf, they call in wheelchairs for deaf people at airports. This is such a common problem. There's, like, deaf sports teams that go on, like, trips for games and stuff. And... He said that one time, like, they got, they got off and there's, like, 30 people standing there with wheelchairs ready when they got off. And he's, like, I'm walking around. Can you, like, he, and he's a tall man. He's, like, yeah. six foot something. He's huge. Love him. And, um, like, he'll just, like, laugh at them because it's, like, what? so what part of your hearing is connected to your ability to walk? To walk? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't understand that. And that's, like, true for most things. People think that just because you're deaf, that means that you can't do most things. And it's like, no, the only thing you can't do is hear. That's actually it. Mm -hmm. You just can't hear. Mm -hmm. That's it. That has no say over your other abilities. Um, Same thing with, I learned from that class as well, that, like, deaf people can't be in the military. Um, 
they can be adjacent to the military, but they can't actually be in the military, which is insane because there are definitely positions that don't require. I'm like, I could see processing. how that would be like disqualifying for certain positions. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm like. On the literal battlefield. Yeah, like, on the literal battlefield, it might. A large majority of the military does not involve anything where you are required to be yeah i'm like you could even work like a desk job with the military or like there's a lot of visual cues and also make that accessible to the things that are normally sound based have it where it does a certain light or or words show up i'm sure there's a way that you could like fly planes or something if they made oh you can if they had a screen that gave you directions Mm -hmm. instead of a headset or something tell them no that's crazy to me because they're like oh well then you can't communicate i'm like oh yeah i, f- I forgot that there's there's got to be a way you can't read apparently if you also can't hear like well because know. most people that are in charge don't want to make the effort to make things more accessible and mm-hmm. they're just kind of lazy with it to be honest they don't think that it matters yeah it does and it's also like not just corporations and businesses like as hearing people we also are not doing a great job because it like breaks my heart when my professor tells me like how like scared he is to talk to hearing people and how he's like had to like overcome that and he's gotten better over time because of the amount of times he like goes to talk to someone and then they like find out that he's deaf and then they just like walk away or they just like panic and are like oh I can't help you or whatever it's gotten to the point where like he'll just start signing and then so to kind of like do a 180 because Usually, a lot of hearing people are like, oh, you're deaf? I'm so sorry. He's like, what? And so he'll start signing, and then they're like, oh, I don't sign. He'll go, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he'll, like, sign that to them. Obviously, they don't really know what it means. But it's like, don't be scared to talk to a deaf person. Even if you don't know ASL, you can still communicate with someone. Google fingerspelling. You're about... A whole chart comes up. The notes app? (laughs) Yeah, the notes app exists. There's ways to communicate with people. If you, like, work in any kind of service job, I think it's very important that you at least know fundamental signs relevant to your field. And I I believe that for even, like, McDonald's Mm -hmm. and Wendy's. Yeah. It's just, like, it doesn't take that much effort and it should be included in the training for you to be able to at least take orders in sign language. Actually... This is kind of cool. I was looking at um, like supplemental courses that I could take for my degree just because like I was just kind of curious. And some of the courses that came up were like Spanish for the medical industry, sign language for the medical industry and, you know, stuff like that. And the prereqs for that were, of course, like the beginner level Spanish or sign language or whatever, you know. But um like, the fact that they have a class specifically designed to teach you that, I'm like, why is that not, like, required? I don't yeah. understand. Like, at, at least make it required to, like, to know sign or to know the language, another language that is mm-hmm. very much used because in the area that you're in. It's a recognized language. Yeah. I mean, hospitals are required to have interpreters on hand. Um, and then they have those little TV cards um, mm-hmm. for sign language, work. but um, they yeah they usually don't work. Um, and I have a quick story. I went to um, the nail salon with my deaf friend for her birthday, mm-hmm. and it was just the two of us. And obviously, I'm signing to her, um, and they sat us apart, 
And so I was like, okay, so maybe they just didn't really notice or whatever. But when I tried to like advocate for us to sit next to each other, they literally were like very hesitant. And I was like, so are you just going to guess what she wants? Like, yeah, I'm really like, and I was like, we have to sit next to each other. Or we're going to leave because I'm not going to let her get a like, nail, whatever that she, she doesn't, doesn't want. want. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of wild to me that they didn't really get the fact that that was like rude necessary necessary yeah yeah and i've also um also you know what i'm just gonna call him kurt he's just kurt whatever that's my asl professor so kurt showed us um thing with drive-thrus and it was like a video of uh, a deaf man and his hearing friend going to a drive-thru and how like they genuinely would not take his order. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to go inside. And he's like, that is like, that's ableist because yeah. they're taking away once again, people's independence. They have the exact same right to have a fast food drive through if they're in a pinch. Like yeah. you can't just say that they don't have time for something because you don't want to deal with it. And then the video, since I'm hearing and the chick that's there hearing and you can hear it in the video, they, Literally said straight up that they think he's lying and accused him of lying and continuously said that, like the manager. They got the manager and were like, they didn't even try to write anything. They just kept talking to him. And I don't know, like the common, maybe the common folk don't know this, but lip reading is very hard and actually kind of rare for someone to be able to do that. And if they do know how to do it. Like, that's a lot of practice and also, like, skill. It's not that accurate either No, sometimes. it's not. And you're, like, filling in gaps. It's really difficult. Yeah. If you, like, try doing that, you'll realize how difficult it is to lip read. Um, especially when people then start, like, over-enunciating or talking weird. Mm-hmm. Then it just makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why are you assuming people are lying about being deaf? And even if they were, okay, you should have the accessibility on hand to just treat them like a person mm-hmm. you don't need to like whip out all these weird tricks and stuff it should just be a natural flow that's what another reason why i think it should be required that even in like the most mundane jobs part of the training should be at least fundamental signs to that you should at minimum no finger spelling or at minimum no to write notes and have that ready um and also know exactly like what you need to communicate with them specifically and like get to the point of it because you don't want to waste their time. They still have schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also talked about like how he went to Disney and there's like apparently like a deaf week, apparently can't remember if this is Disney world or land or whatever, but how instead of like all of the ride operators, like just whatever. Cause he's like, also <laughs> he gets a free pass to basically cut the line every for everything and I was like your whole family and he was like yeah I was like that's that's insane like you're not make a wish like (laughs) you're just deaf I don't let he's like it's silly but this whatever I guess take the perks if the system's being wonky and so um in the deaf week they have every single like operator there is like a signer can sign and he's like it's actually kind of annoying and I hate going at that time because all they want me to do is be like, wow, I'm so proud of you for learning sign language. And he's like, like, yeah, gold star. And he's like, I didn't pay hundreds of dollars to watch you sign. I want to go on this ride. But they keep trying to like over talk to prove that they like know sign language. He's like, I just, I'm like a normal person here. 
Mm -hmm. or like the Disney experience. I don't need to engage in an elaborate conversation about why you started learning sign language when I'm just trying to like have fun with my family. Also, why isn't that just like Disney has every means that they could want to make it so that their employees are multilingual like it should be deaf week every week i don't really get why it's such a special like event it's just general accessibility Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like making some kind of like one that's like you profiting off of marketing and stuff and that's really odd to me when it's like people live like the like they're people i think people forget that that they're people um and they're just as deserving as having normal interactions (laughs) um which is also like another aspect is with churches um Mm -hmm. kurt goes to church and he told us like the amount of like variation across churches when like depending on the kind of church and what they believe and whatnot on how they accept someone is bonkers like it depends on where you live it's it's a regional thing as well so he went to like some churches, I think in like New York or something. And there was one where it's like, they actually have an entire, uh, was it priest, <laughs> preacher, <laughs> whatever, that is deaf and signs the whole thing. Like he does his whole service and he's deaf and he signs. And a lot of deaf people live in that area and all of them go to that service pretty much. And that's awesome. But obviously not everywhere has that. And he's gone to several churches that will straight up just like turn him away or they'll say he has the devil in him and that it's like some bad spirit and they think they can fix him. And it's like, there's nothing that needs to be fixed there, first of all. Um, and also like you can't offer a single interpreter for someone for for just a dynamic of like you trying to like spread the good word and like help people and be accepting of people. You can't do the bare minimum to include people. I don't understand that philosophy. I can't get behind that. Also kind of related to Disney, not really, but um, deaf accessibility at movie theaters is really kind of lacking. I don't remember all of the options that they have, but I know there's um, like a little device that they can clip onto their cup holder and it will like sync with the movie and display the captions. Um, for them, but that also blocks their view of the movie, and it's just kind of bulky and doesn't really work super well. Um, And then there's obviously captions that can be on the screen, but from what I remember, a lot of movie theaters try not to do that because the general public doesn't like that. Um, So that's kind of bizarre to me that they're going to deny somebody in the best form of accessibility because the general public doesn't want captions on the screen which i personally I am a fan also, of i also um, yeah i cannot hear without them <laughs> so but also i'm like frequently they have movie theaters where they have the same movie playing in multiple rooms so i'm like one exactly. couldn't they just have one without and one with and also i wonder what the statistics are on people that actually don't mind because events actually quite high because as we get older mm-hmm. people start to prefer captions so i'm like I don't think that's a big deal. Also, I used to work in a movie theater, so I could definitely test this. And honestly, shame on me a little bit. I was younger and very depressed at this point. But regardless, I had like one interaction with a deaf person, I think. 
but I didn't really get to interact with them because they had a friend there that was just like talking to me mm-hmm. and then signing with them and then talking to me, which is totally fine. But they really just don't care about deaf people at all. Like they act like it is the biggest nuisance in a rush to go and get this bulky device for them because it is for everyone. Also, not to mention how sad and embarrassing it is when they do we do give them the the device and then they come back and they're like it's dead it happens all the time the amount of people that like like at least sometimes even several times throughout the movie they have to come back to concessions and tell me that they need a new one that's wild because they're dead how much of the movie do you miss then, too? Most of it. And it's expensive to see movies now. It's not like, no. oh, yeah. pop, pop, pays a dollar and goes to see the theater. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, but it's not. I go to the movies with my cousins, and it's like 60 bucks for all of us to go. Like, yeah, it's expensive. We had, like, this dollar theater that we would go to, mm-hmm. and we just called it that. I don't even remember what it is. But it was, like, cheap as fuck, and it's, like... Movies that played a couple months ago, kind of similar to the one we have on campus, where mm-hmm. it's like stuff that played several months ago. And I love that concept. I think we need to like make those way more popular. Mm-hmm. But like, what? And also, I've heard from like several deaf people that the captions that these devices give are not synced with the movie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just actually just don't work. Like, sometimes they just don't, like, they turn on, but they don't actually work. <laughs> that's so annoying and then the amount of times like i would have to like call a manager to do this also like i wasn't even ever taught how to do it mm-hmm. and there was no instruction on how to handle this or fix it or charge them absolutely no instruction whatsoever they just like would grab a new one hoping that it would work and give it to them and there was like no way to help them and it felt awful. that's awful that's another reason why i think people in every single position even like simple service jobs should know how to communicate those things and understand basic accessibility needs yeah well i'm like even if people in service jobs aren't going to learn like basic sign language or whatever language is you know most needed in their area mm-hmm. um you could still have like a little printout with like pictures on it mm-hmm and then everyone can communicate. Or just instructions on, like, how to respectfully and best use your phone to communicate. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know, it's not expecting well, that much. I mean, uh, working at the YMCA when I was a lifeguard, um, like, there were multiple times I just would use an app on my phone to communicate with Spanish speakers mm-hmm. or... Like, whoever all was there, because we had, it, it was in Sun Valley, so we did have people come in from, like, around the world. Um, but, like, it's not that hard just to Google, the pool is closed, or how yeah, to say. Exactly. You yeah. don't need to know everything. Yeah. Them, and it's name, like, them. I get Google <laughs> Translate or whatever you end up using might not be the most accurate, but they'll probably get what you're mm-hmm. saying you know and that's what matters because once again like the more you delay the process it's just like mm-hmm. what the heck you're you're making it so that they can't be as independent and have like a normal daily routine yeah that is efficient and they we like hearing people need to respect that they don't need to give you a gold star for you doing the bare minimum of learning sign language yeah um you don't like 
you're not like <laughs> like that's kind of the vibe I get from a lot of people that start yeah. learning sign languages. They think they're doing a service. It's like this is well, actually something that should have been taught to you, and unfortunately, it wasn't. That's kind of another one of those points I wanted to make. Is it's like I know a lot of people who have disabilities tend to have this thought press process of like thinking, are they doing this or are they saying this out of pity? You know, right, right. is this just like a pity thing or is this, they don't think I'm capable, Exactly. you know, because one of the very first things that they teach you in all of my physical therapy classes is just don't treat your patients like they aren't capable. Exactly. Just make them capable. Yes. Like that's literally the first rule. They are capable. Absolutely. It's the exact same thing with like when I worked in assisted living, like there were different varying levels of dementia and like also disabilities and wheelchair use and all these things. It's like you can't just like assume that they can't do anything because they're going to decline even more. Yeah. you're not at that point like just like offending them because sometimes, honestly, sadly, they they wouldn't even know mm-hmm. what's going on. But it's like you're making them decline even faster. It's a disservice yeah. to them to assume that they can't do something. Like you're taking away yeah. their independence that they have left. And it's like we should be doing everything we can to well, give someone that. And it's like sometimes people do need help, but give them a chance first. They're Damn, also <laughs> capable of yeah. communicating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's true. This is kind of along with the infantilizing aspect of, like, um, specifically, like, younger students with learning disabilities, like, a lot of times, like... um, I know exactly where you're going with this. Well, so my mom is a teacher, so I spent an absurd amount of time at the school Mm -hmm. um, when I was young, and there would be, like, the parent volunteers or whatever. Oh, yeah. And they'd come in, and then they'd pull the kid out to the hallway and work with them on letters or whatever, and I Mm -hmm. was like... First of all, you're singling them out by pulling them into the hallway. Um, Second of all, I am pretty certain that those parents aren't really, like, trained, for a lack of a better word, on how to, like, um, productively communicate with somebody that um, has a learning disability. Exactly, and, like, which ways are most efficient Mm -hmm. for them in different learning styles. Like, yeah, I don't doubt that you know your ABCs to these parents, but it's, like, you don't know the nuances of like how their brain might be functioning. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's just take, yeah, it's isolating for children also, which I thought you were going to like, my mom was a teacher also for a brief period. And I don't know if this was also your experience, but the amount of like girls specifically kind of in my, my grade that would like see the like uh, special ed kids walking by and would like, be like, they're so cute. Oh, and like yeah. waving and like, yeah. That is gross. Well, to me. <laughs> and I know, I mean, to a certain point, a lot of them are very young and they don't know better than that. But mm-hmm. that's where I'm like, a teacher could be like, not cute. They're just people or something exactly. like that, you know? That's definitely learned behavior. To it is. Because that that's a point where you could just be like, oh, it's not a problem that they're doing it yet, but like, I could teach them right now and then exactly. it's fixed forever. Right. You know? Right. 
Yeah. Like, I definitely went down to, like, um, they had one room where all the deaf kids were, and there were, like, all the interpreters in there. Yeah, I know so they weren't in, like, usually they weren't in an integrated setting. Sometimes they were, though, and they would have an, uh, an interpreter in the classroom. Like, that was very much, like, in elementary school, and I'm very grateful that I had that experience and being able to, like, casually interact very frequently with deaf kids. But, like, I would go down to their room and just, like, hang out. And we'd just, like, I would learn some signs in there. And we'd just, like, play games and stuff. It's, like, that is what everyone <laughs> needs to be doing. Not even just, like, on the kids' scale. It's, like, just talk to people. Yeah. It's not that difficult. It's they're not just, that hard. They're not scary. And a big part of my school experience, this could be one because I've always just been, like, I don't know. I learn things pretty easily. I catch on to things quickly. And two, all the teachers at the school knew me Mm -hmm. um, on the personal level because my mom taught there. I would be like the kid that they would like be like, okay, so you're going to sit next to this kid and help them with their work. And I'm like, they did that for me too. I am more than happy to help somebody, but also I can't like, I'm eight. Like, so for real right now, I can't just be a teacher. so real for that and I had to like advocate for myself in like fourth or fifth grade I think where they had pulled this trick many times different teachers different points in my life where they put someone who's like misbehaving or whatever right next to me and they're like they're gonna see all this good behavior and it's gonna rub off on them Mm -hmm. but it actually just started stressing me out because I was like you're breaking pencils in my face like I'm just trying to like you're you're messing up my learning environment and I'm not, it's not my problem to fix. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you can't just put that on kids to fix that. And I actually yeah. had to, like, advocate and, like, tell, like, my teacher. I was like, this is, like, really, like, disruptive. Actually, <laughs> um, my teachers used to sit me next to the disruptive little boys all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up with brothers. So, I my mom says I was just really good at managing them somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, at some point... My mom basically said that I just stopped interacting with other little girls because I didn't really know how to. And my mom had to literally go talk to my teacher and be like, why is Emma not allowed to sit next to the other little girls? And my teacher was like, oh, well, she's just so good at getting the boys to be quiet. And my mom was like, so she needs to sit with the girls. She's like, <laughs> she's like eight. So yeah. her job is to like help you. That's weird. You're yeah. teaching her mm-hmm. also. I think I was younger than eight, actually. I think that was like that was like first grade, second grade, maybe or younger, maybe kindergarten. Like nobody ever talks about this, but that's very much like a common experience a, yeah. for for kids yeah. that are like higher up in the class or whatever. And then I remember beyond that point, um, when I was sat next to like the troublemaker kids, mm-hmm. I tended to just copy what they were doing. Because sometimes they get kind of mean if you are like, if you're like, can you be quiet or, you know, so then you just do what they're doing and then you get in trouble too. But yeah. And a big part of this, which is a whole nother episode we could do is about the problems in the school system and the load that is put on a single teacher. Yeah. We did do an episode on public school. We should do another one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah. You should because. Sorry. Like you're good. Um, like teachers 
especially in the past few years and in like elementary schools have such a high student load Mm -hmm. that it's literally unmanageable and they shouldn't have to rely on parent volunteers to be able to teach students. Yes. Um, And so I don't think that a large, like we obviously all had this experience and it's probably a pretty universal experience for a lot of girls. Um, I don't think that that's ever going to, 100% beyond the teachers because they're literally just trying to manage a classroom of 30 tiny children yeah and they're one person right and all these children are at different learning levels and it's Mm -hmm. like I don't understand how we expect them to just magically teach everyone the exact same material in like one way when there's several different ways that kids need I mean that's the main reason my mom moved from elementary to middle school is because there were too many students in her class and she couldn't handle all That's of that. That's crazy. So Yeah. Because in middle school, it like rotates class mm-hmm. classrooms, I guess. And it's like not as like one-on-one, but like yeah. when you have one sole teacher having the responsibility of like three different kids education. Yeah. That's so stressful. And that is. Paid and also expected to like use your own supplies and like everything that goes on top of that. And like you're, you're playing a really important role, fundamental role in their development. Like that's so much pressure mm-hmm. to put on someone who's literally in the field of like wanting to help people. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. We kind of got off track a little bit there, that's but okay. it happens. L O L. Anyways, <laughs> um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, I was thinking about this when you were talking about the devices in movie theaters, mm-hmm. and I—I I mean, I know a lot of people think. Uh, not a lot of people think, but we were saying maybe they think a lot of people wouldn't want captions on the screens. Right. And I I had a point that I wanted to say that, like, some of the dumb devices or things that you see around are not for you. So maybe just shut up. That's can you elaborate? All. Yeah, can you give an example? So, okay. Like, are you talking about, like, resources that are there sometimes resources but also just sometimes like tools like there are some tools used in the kitchen sometimes and i see memes about them posted online you know what i'm saying and people will be like who would ever use this tool in the kitchen that's so dumb or like who needs a veggie slicer that you can only operate with one hand and i'm like that's not made for you so they're pretty much just calling tools that are made to increase accessibility dumb. Yes. Okay, I, see I think what you're it's saying. because I think this is also partially on the advertising. That's probably true. Obviously they want to advertise it to the majority of people. The majority of people aren't disabled. So it's like, oh look, this is more efficient. This is faster, which mm-hmm. like might not necessarily be the case. Mm-hmm. But it also might that's also awesome if it's equivalent to the original task, if mm-hmm. it's easier for someone to use, or it makes someone able to do something if they aren't able to do it in another way. Like, yeah, yeah. one-handed or whatever. Yeah. Or it's, like, easier to clean up, even though, like, that might not be a necessary tool for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, what? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that, of marketing that, that way. What we were talking about with movie theaters just reminded me of that, because I'm, like, someone might think that's kind of silly to offer captions, but, like, it's just not for you. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like, I think that's something that pe- people need to be reminded of sometimes. Um, I have a random little story. I love random little stories. About the tools that aren't for you. So my uncle that I never met, great uncle, I don't know, 
some relative of mine that okay. was an uncle at some point um, lost his hand mm-hmm. in a lawnmower. That um, is so traumatic. That's yeah, wild. So that was pretty crazy, um, according to the stories I've heard. And he had a little, like, custom-made wooden thing to hold his playing cards mm-hmm. so he could still play cards with the family and everything. Um, and I just, I just thought that was kind of cool that our family custom made him something so that he could still play cards easily with everybody. And we still have it. And That's me and my cool. siblings would use it when we were too young and our hands were tiny and we couldn't hold I all the cards. I have one of those at home because yeah. I would show everyone my cards mm-hmm. <laughs> on accident. Yeah. And this one that we have is like made of wood and it's like really old. So hmm. yeah. That's, that's awesome. very cool. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never thought of it like that, but honestly people would make fun of me for using that. Like they got it <laughs> as a joke gift for me. Cause they're like, haha, Aubrey. Cause like you can't hold your cards correctly, but it's like, really no, like useful. these tools might have like different uses and also like, mm-hmm. it's okay to use them. Even mm-hmm. if, even if you aren't necessarily like, the target demographic if you yeah. want to use it it's okay it's more so like the weird shaming is not yeah. necessary <laughs> well and I'm like and I don't know that this was necessarily made for like someone with a disability but like think about like the snuggie you guys remember the snuggie is that the oh, really big blanket the blanket that you can wear yeah right yeah exactly. and do you remember in the ads they were like are you sick of this and the blanket would just randomly like yank off the person and fly across <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> there are so many memes about that but i'm like honestly that could be helpful for someone who has like tremors or like yeah. you know like someone who has difficulty managing like a large blanket or something like that you know what i'm saying it's like form-fitting and like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's not just gonna like fall off you maybe something with tourette's that's like causing disruption in that yeah i think that like a snuggie i'm not calling technology but no 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 (laughs) technically it is but technology has come a really long ways and as much as there's problems with accessibility there's also like a ton of really amazing improvements like because mm-hmm. um, you mentioned tremors there's that like one spoon that has the that's right yeah. the parkinson's spoon mm-hmm. cancel um, it out yeah yeah we so, talked about that in my pta classes it was actually it's interesting they actually use that and you can get your insurance to pay for it sometimes i didn't know yeah. it was a thing until you told me to be honest mm-hmm. i love seeing little things like that it's yeah. cool it's very cool yeah so try and end on a good note i guess we can appreciate we're trying man how <laughs> how much um technology has improved mm-hmm. people's lives in that way even though there's obviously lots of other issues but i don't know mm-hmm. it's kind of cool and like yeah. um text to speech or exactly. speech to text that one yeah way. which i'm gonna try to do for this episode um, it is unnecessarily complicated, I think, to do, yeah. but I'm going to try. We should, I bet you could add subtitles somehow. You can. I think that one. That's some, what you're talking about. Want, I don't know why. I'd, yeah, yeah. I think anyways. some people, like some sites want you to pay, which is ridiculous. Or it's like you have to subscribe to something or whatever. And it's like, okay. So I'm going to like edit it and then I'm going to see if there's like one that will auto do it and then I'll double check because I'm pretty sure then you can edit it to make sure yeah. that it's, like, accurate. Yeah. Um, also, kind of random, but disclaimer, we are just three white girls that are not disabled. Yeah. So put that out there. So um, We do have some degree of education about 
what we're talking about. Yeah. But not well enough to really not professional. Be experts. We just have some feelings and thoughts and observations and also yeah. like we just care. And so it's not to be like, see, we're doing our part and we're talking about it. No, so it's we're just something we're passionate we're not about. Like, like we recognize that we are not like in these communities, but we also want to like support these communities. Mm-hmm. And obviously if we had access to people that could then speak, I would yeah. totally open up the same platform for and them. And all of our majors in some way are going to correlate to working with right. people who have these struggles, mm-hmm. like PTA, social work, and then um, your neuroscience could do research into like um, Parkinson's or whatever. Stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just wanted to put that out there that like we are definitely the cliche of like a couple young like, oh, girls for that sure. are like, but- we are not like the other girl. But also, we like, definitely are like the other girls. Yeah. We're sitting here with our Starbucks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't have to call us out like that. Like, yeah, I, I'm not trying to like, I'm not like trying to say we've done our part. Like, we're still doing our part. We're just we can we're point having out, a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, we can point out things where we could do better um, while also like celebrating the things that we have done correctly, like the mm-hmm. spoon and things like that. Mm-hmm. Although this might be small, it's like it's still important to acknowledge them because maybe then we can get accessible braille that isn't on walls of dirty <laughs> restaurants that would be wonderful i don't yeah random random braille which actually we took a picture and we'll probably post it where it's like actually the the, the room we're in right now does not have any braille and the the letter no the numbers that one is yep. above the door so so you would have to like like touch the top of the door and then figure out what numbers they are to know that this is the right room that you you um checked out (laughs) so just it's it's all around us and we're just trying to be cognizant of like the fact that just because it doesn't directly correlate to us or like people even next to us it correlates to someone somewhere and that is worth talking about yeah all right i'm going to the gym so good night people we're Going to We're gym. going to the gym. Yeah, we are. High five. Ass day. Oh, that was that good. was good. We were struggling earlier. Well, I guess we'll uh, t t y l. Good night. Bye. 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 <laughs>